Welcome to the Cake Adjacent Podcast, a once a week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I am your host and bestie, Jen Coleslaw, coming to you from the soulless suburbs of Northern Virginia. Hello, hello, hello. Did you know that it has been a year since I started these podcasts? It is really hard for me to believe because time seems to have no meaning anymore. Anyway, have you missed me? Despite February being the shortest month, it feels like the longest for some reason. I know that there's a whole darkness thing that affects people, but I have never felt like that has actually bothered me. Anyway, it is a month that is a struggle to get through, and this year even more so because the weather here in Virginia has been so weird. I feel like I'm a kind of a flower bulb or a seed that needs the temperature to be pretty cold for a little while in order to stratify, to have that downtime in the winter, to rest, to get energy back for the spring. And if we don't have that cold weather, I don't feel like I'm able to rest. When I was growing up, my father worked outside from St. Patrick's Day until the day before Thanksgiving, and then he was quote-unquote off. He still worked. He did his taxes, and he did garden designs for clients, and he put together plant lists, and he met with the greenhouses and the growers to make sure that they'd have what he needed for spring. But that time between Thanksgiving and St. Patrick's Day was his downtime, his rest time, the time when seeds and bulbs need to be quiet and dark and cold so that they can grow in the spring. And with that, without that, some things like tulips and daffodils and lots of seeds of plants that come up every year just won't come up again in the spring. And that's sort of what I feel like. So hopefully it'll get cold. The last few weeks have been a lot of work work, plus a lot of side work. And as you can imagine, my house is still a wreck wreck. And I feel like it's affecting my ability to do all the other things. And even though so many people have kindly offered to come over and help, it is not a thing anyone can help with, especially not anyone I know. Because there's still a lot of clutter shame that is weighing heavily on me. And I just don't want to see, I just don't want people to see that kind of chaos in my life. I keep waiting for a few good snow days when I can't go anywhere, when everyone's work is pretty well canceled so I don't have to be on calls or at a meeting so that I can do a big cleanup of the living room and the kitchen and the dining room. It all just needs to be sorted out and organized. All of my work from home stuff needs to be brought back to the office, Christmas stuff put away, duplicates of things sent to new homes but I can't seem to find the opportunity because I have five other things going on at any given time. And I guess this is me saying that I'm not doing a very good job at reclaiming my time. I hope that you are doing better at that. Speaking of resolutions, a vibe check of all the other three that I set out a month and a half ago, learn new things, not really. Although I continue to pick up animal health care information at the animal hospital when I'm up there on the weekend, so maybe that counts. I would kind of rather learn how to play my ukulele or my accordion, though. Okay, then choose joy. Not much there either. I will say, though, that I continue to wake up and fight every single day for the environment and for people whose voices are not heard in my community and for people who do not have the same privileges that I do. Anyway, work in progress, right? 
I'll try to continue to choose joy, reclaim my time, and learn new things in the coming days. There are lots of, there's still lots of time left in the new year. I will say that this morning, Patreons got the chapter list for the second season of Two Chocolate Cakes, which is currently 19 stories and recipes, um, but I, I think it'll be an even 20, and a partial list of season three, which is currently numbered at 13 stories and recipes, so I continue to plug away at that. So let me tell you what I've been up to these last few weeks. Work has been bonkers, because in Virginia, every other year, a state legislator Nature has something called short, short session. And I think I've railed about it before. A state the size of Virginia, almost 43,000 square miles, with more than eight and a half million people and growing, has a part-time legislature that meets for 30 working days one year and 45 working days the next year. That seems like a meager number of days for a state this big. But I do not make the rules despite my attempts to make the rules through my votes and my letter writing and my phone calls to my legislators. Anyway, during this short session, hundreds and hundreds of bills get introduced to the state Senate and the House of Delegates, and they are debated for 15 days, and then they play Red Rover, Red Rover, send all the approved bills over, and they switch sides and basically do the same thing over again with all the bills that are still alive. Needless to say, it is crazy making. And I don't think I need to tell you that while we can have the argument, but you'd be wrong, that both sides of the political spectrum plays games during these debates, I will tell you that in Virginia, these days, Democrats will always vote in favor of a good bill that benefits the most number of people, no matter who championed it. And Republicans will never vote in favor of a bill that any Democrat introduces, even if it means curing cancer or having free pizza Fridays across the Commonwealth. They just will not do it. Like in many states, the right votes in a block and they are in lockstep with their party overlords. And sometimes I'm a little jealous of that because I wonder just how much Democrats would get done if we just didn't give a rat's ass about anybody but ourselves. I'd like to give a shout out to some of my listeners, any of my listeners who are in the East Palestine area of Ohio or anywhere downwind or downriver from that. I have been following it pretty closely since it is work-related, and I am shocked at how this is not on the top of every news cycle. Demand better from your governor, Ohio. Dude seems to be more concerned with Norfolk Southern than he is with his own constituents. Last weekend, I tabled at a community town hall, and it was one of the first ones I've done since COVID, and as much as I don't find these things to be particularly useful, it was really nice to see people. I much prefer to do workshops and talks where I have a captive audience, or where people are more engaged and have good questions to ask that I can answer for them, and they go away learning something. These tabling opportunities are great for giving away hundreds of pieces of swag, we give away reusable produce bags and recycled canvas grocery bags, but we don't have the kind of time because people don't stick around, not for lack of us trying to have those conversations, to really talk about why, even though you think it's recycling when you double bag your grocery store plastic bag to clean your cat's litter box, that's not really recycling. And that even if you were to never use a single-use plastic grocery bag ever again, that I would promise you that you'd always have plastic bags come into your life in one shape or another for you to use for your cat's poop. In other news, 
Remember all those daffodils, like 200 of them that I threw into the big dig trench back in November when we had to have the sewer line replaced from the house to the street? None of them are coming up, despite all the daffodils in that spot coming up. All around that spot, I mean. And I don't know if it's just not been cold enough uh, for them to, um, you know, get cold enough. Uh, but whatever, I'm really disappointed. Things are a good month early here. The cherry blossom watch is already sending out alerts. I'm seeing pictures of Virginia bluebell buds, tulips, daffodils, and irises are all three to five inches high in my yard. Lots of annuals wintered over quite easily and bunches of herbs are greening up in the big whiskey barrels. I'm worried that we'll have a big frost though, maybe in late March or April, and it will cause a catastrophic loss of the region's fruit and I'll be heartbroken because that's all our strawberries, apples, peaches. I can see the fat red maple flowers on the Norway maple outside the bedroom window while I'm recording this. In the last few days, the weather has been up over 50. I've seen tons of activities outside the beehives, so it looks like they got through the most mild winter pretty well. I estimate that the cherry, the apricot, the peach, the apple trees will all bloom at least a month early here. I hope that doesn't mean that we'll have a historically oppressive summer, but it is scheduled to be about 80 degrees here on Thursday. In February, I will absolutely cry if I have to turn on the air conditioning in February. I guess we can just set up the pool early and hope that the pool chemical supply chain has been fixed because last year it was just disappointing that we couldn't keep the pool clean enough to swim in. I know, first world problems. So what's going on in your yard? On St. Patrick's Day, I'll plant peas, which is a tradition in our, and in fact, many other people's households. I didn't buy any seeds this year because I have so many left over from last year, and frankly, I deserve a medal for not buying more. But I probably will need to buy pea seeds because I always use those up every year. Honestly, I could have probably planted them today and they'd be fine the way the weather is going. So I'll go to the garden center this week and get a few packs of sugar snap peas, and I recommend you do the same. You can plant them in a pot on your front steps and have them grow up a stick or a bamboo stake or on your railing on your porch. And um, I guarantee that I will go to the garden center to buy three packs of peas, and I will come home with no less than $75 worth of seeds that I probably do not need. Who wants to take the over and under on that? All right, so a nice, easy podcast to get back into the swing of things. Now let's talk about the food holidays because I have absolutely been missing those. I'm going to go ahead and do all the rest of February because it's only nine days and hopefully it'll make up for being absent the last two weeks. But before I launch, I want to do a couple shout outs. One to my friend Kathy, who sent me a gigantic pail of Garrett's popcorn, and now I am totally a convert. I sent some to Catherine, and I bought six small tins of the strawberry chocolate to send as Valentine's, and then I didn't. I kept it all for myself because I'm a piggy. Second shout out goes out to my girl, Jen G, who Instacarted over a grocery bag, paper grocery bag, of cakes from Wegmans last week when I was feeling a little bit low. An ultimate white cake, a carrot cake, a fruit tart, and a little three-layer uh, chocolate tort. Three-layer, three-chocolate-layer tort. The third shout-out goes to Alyssa, who sent a bag of freeze-dyed strawberries and a white chocolate lint bar, and I could not for the life of me figure out 
why until three days later when I went back to the package it came in to get her address to send a thank you and found a lovely note acknowledging how much I love white chocolate and strawberry and a recipe for white chocolate strawberry bars. And I can't wait to try the recipe. The note was stuck to the inside of the shipping envelope and I hadn't seen it. Anyway, it looks super easy and delish and I will report back, but I really did feel like a doofus and it's a good thing I kept the packaging. See, some things it's good to keep. See? Okay, so today, February 19th, is chocolate mint day, which is a great day to eat all the thin mints in the house. And if you have any leftover, I recommend freezing them because they freeze really well. I like to use thin mints all crushed up as a base for chocolate or marble cheesecake or mixed into a brownie mix or as a topper on ice cream. So even if the cookies get a little weird in the freezer, they're great for their secondary use as an ensemble player in a bigger picture event. Speaking of ice cream, I talked Jen into buying a new waffle maker for the dogs. Um, one press makes like five or six individual heart-shaped waffles, and I realized how awesome it would be for those individual waffles to be ice cream sandwich layer things, you know, like the cookie part of an ice cream sandwich. So hopefully she'll do that and she'll report back on how that goes. Monday, February 20th is President's Day, and while I would not recommend eating one, I would recommend using this day to commit to letting your elected officials know whether they are your local town council, your school board, your state or local or federal representatives. Yes, even the president. Let them know how you feel about things. I cannot tell you how disappointed I am every time someone calls me about a work thing in their community that they want to complain about. And I ask, did you tell your local official about this? They are your first line of defense on this issue, and they have no idea who that even is. We have started making a habit when working with students in our office of giving them opportunities and gentle nudges to contact their local board of supervisors office in their district to encourage the kids to be a part of their government earlier rather than later. Ironically, it is also no politics day, but we do not celebrate that in this household or on this podcast. Anywho, it's also muffin day, and my favorite muffin is cranberry nut with a little orange zest, although I also love blueberry muffins. I like cranberry nut muffins right from the oven, nice and fresh and delish, but blueberry muffins totally love split and grilled with butter on a hot griddle so that the edges get all caramelized and crispy. Morning Glory muffins are fine too, as long as they are not overly cinnamony. I do not like things that are overly cinnamony. I do not like muffins that are really cupcakes without frosting though. So no chocolate muffins or really even lemon poppy seed muffins. Do not at me. That is just the way things are. And seeing how it is the Monday before Lent, it is carnival all over the damn place. So I hope you are doing all the things you do for carnival and Mardi Gras, which will be uh, tomorrow if it's Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I have never been a celebrator of those things, although I have been known to observe a Lenten fast, but I'm not sure I will this year. Growing up, we had to give up candy during Lent. And as an adult, I have given up cake, cheese, candy, dessert, beer, alcohol, all things that I love or loved, but I don't feel the same connection to the sacrifice anymore. I feel, honestly, that there has been enough sacrifice in the name of religion. And instead, I'd rather do something good for the world over the Lenten season, but I'm just not sure what that is this year. 
people absolutely get to pick their own sacrifice. But I often raise an eyebrow at folks who give up stuff like news or social media because it makes them a less informed human being. And frankly, that's not a benefit to anybody. Uh, but those are just my thoughts on the subject. Your mileage may vary. Tuesday, the 21st of February is just a whole day of stuff, starting with pancakes and sticky buns and ending with Fasnacht and Panchkis, which are very similar. Uh, both are kind of like donuts, but Fasnachts are made with potato dough and Panchkis are made with yeasted dough. Um, there is, of course, a bunch of carnivals and festivals on this day. Did you know that the very first Mardi Gras in the U.S. was in 1699 uh, with French explorers, but then when the Spanish showed up, they canceled it. So clearly cancel culture has been a thing for a while. Anyway, don't drink and drive and do not throw beads down the storm drain, please. 62 tons of beads have been pulled out of New Orleans storm drains, and most of those beads are plastic. Wednesday, February 22nd, is Margarita Day, and I'm not a fan, so you can have mine. But you cannot have my sweet potato, as it is also Roasted Sweet Potato Day. And I love sweet potatoes. And the funny thing is that I was sitting here writing this up, and I was thinking, did we have sweet potatoes when I was little? I don't remember having sweet potatoes growing up. I don't know if they were just not part of northern grocery stores as much as they are in the south, or if they were expensive, or if my father didn't like them. But I sure love them now. It's also Cherry Pie Day, and I think that probably has to do with George Washington. I don't really know. And I'd say that it's the wrong season, but honestly, since most cherry pies are made with cherry pie filling, which comes out of a can or a jar, I don't really care. I'm not going to make a stink about it. Thursday, February 23rd is a big day, so people take heed. It is National Banana Bread Day, and as you know, I have the best banana bread recipe in the universe, which sometimes also has a layer of Reese's Peanut Butter Thins in the middle. Yes, it does! And it's also National Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. I have a ton of dog biscuit recipes, so I'll try to make one available to the Patreons in the recipe box on the Google Drive. It's also Chili Day. And while I have a pretty good recipe for chili, Ben has a very good recipe, which is a hybrid because it also has teeny little pasta in it called Ditalini. Now, I appreciate that there are chilies without beans, but I like chili with beans because I can always use and appreciate the extra fiber. In fact, I'd rather have the beans for protein than the ground beef, but I do like the ground beef too. So anyway, yeah, beans and chili is how I like it. Ben also puts in bell peppers and chopped up zucchini and squash in his, and we often eat it over rice. It is also Hospitality Workers Appreciation Day. And if you're not tipping at least 25% every time you go out and more when the service is actually good, then you should just eat at home. And if you don't know how much food service make in your state, then find out. So in Virginia, the tipped wage is $2.13 an hour if they make $30 in tips a month. A month! $30 a month! Not a day. Not a week, a month. And by law, they're supposed to make a total of at least $12 an hour, which is our state minimum wage. So if they don't make that much up in tips, then the restaurant is supposed to make it up so that they get to $12 an hour. So if you think that your server is starting out making $12 an hour, which again is still the minimum wage in Virginia, when they show up at your table, you're wrong. 
I was a cocktail waitress and I served bar food for maybe a year. Just one night a week at the bar in a fancy restaurant that the first Mr. Coleslaw worked in. And it was some of the hardest work I've ever done. And I have worked as a landscaper, a lifeguard, a nanny, a street tree planter, a warehouse worker, among other things. It is hard work, so tip your server. It's also Tootsie Roll Day. Don't tip your server in Tootsie Rolls, though. Friday, February 24th is Fish on Friday Day, as it is the first Friday of Lent. Now, you know that I don't eat anything that lived in water, but growing up, I had to eat fish on Fridays. And I remember that there were, there were a few edible white fish with lemon dishes that I would eat. I could usually just choke down a few bites, but it was absolutely not the worst. Like, I would not starve if I had to eat, like, a really, really light white fish with lemon, but I didn't like it. Anyway, thankfully, as an adult, I don't have to eat anything I don't want to. So to this day, Friday, I will celebrate Tortilla Day, which I love, especially when they are loaded up with taco meat, sweet peppers, and cheese. It's also Skip the Straw Day. And to that, I will just say, just skip the single-use straw. I have a bunch of nice metal straws that have little silicone tips. Um, that I use with my gigantic Stanley Cup style tumbler full of seltzer and limeade, which is my evening cocktail. And I have a few really lovely glass straws. You absolutely do not need a straw if you're getting takeout to bring home. But here's the thing I hear, bringing this all back to the beginning of the pod, uh, that I hear why people love straws. They say it's because they're worried that the glass is dirty. Now, my friends, if you are worried about the glass being dirty, I have some very bad news for you about the forks, the knives, the spoons, the plates, the bowls, and the general state of that restaurant. People who need straws to literally drink something should absolutely have straws available to them. But please don't think that a straw is somehow a cleaner option when you're eating an entire meal on dishes that came out of that same kitchen. Sometimes my eyes roll so hard, I think they're going to fall out of my head and I'm going to need Ben to find them for me and pop them back in my eye sockets. Okay, so Saturday the 25th is clam chowder day, which I don't like, but I do love corn chowder. And it is chocolate covered nuts day. And I love the whole chocolate covered nuts that also have a caramel component, like a turtle or a patty or a bear paw. So you might make a note of that. Sunday the 26th is National Pistachio Day, and I will always find it weird that things that are pistachio flavored actually take like almonds, but pistachios don't taste anything like almonds. I don't cook a lot with pistachios, but I do um, make baklava, although I'll also use walnuts instead because they're cheaper. I have talked about this on Twitter, but my mom used to make this pistachio bundt cake that was made with either a yellow or a white cake mix, pistachio pudding mix, and club soda with like a simple sugar glaze for a frosting. And it was so green. And it was, I remember, such a treat. So I made it last year and it was kind of awful. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll try it again. Basically, it, it tastes like an almond cake because pistachio pudding just has that fake almond taste, which I love, by the way, don't get me wrong. But maybe I just built this cake up in my head because it was made only on the most special of occasions and maybe my palate has refined a bit in the last few years. Okay, so Monday, February 27th is Strawberry Day! 
And I know it's a little early for strawberries at the end of February in Virginia, but if it's going to be 80 on Thursday, who knows? It's definitely strawberries in the South, though. And I remember 10 years ago going to Florida to visit Lars and her family in Sarasota right around this time because I was seeing some spring training games, too. And we went to a farm stand and got several flats of strawberries, and nothing tasted so sweet in my entire life. Each strawberry was so perfect. And maybe it was being back in the bosom of that family again, but my goodness, what a lovely memory. I should probably add that to Two Chocolate Cake Season 3, huh? It's also National Kahlua Day, and even though I'm not much of a drinker, I actually love Kahlua and cream over ice or with ice cream. Ooh, I bet it would be really good with frozen custard. And finally, February 28th, which is Tuesday, is Chocolate Souffle Day. And do people even make these anymore? I remember going to some fancy-ish restaurants. The one that I'm thinking of specifically in Providence is El Forno, and they don't seem to offer it anymore. Um, and if you wanted souffle, you had to order your dessert, which was the souffle, when you ordered dinner, which honestly is kind of how I do it now, so that I know how much dinner to eat in order to save room for dessert. It's also World Spay Day, and lots of rescues around the country are doing Spay-a-Palooza and could probably use a few bucks. So if you're inclined, you could send a donation to cover the cost of a spay, of a trap neuter release of a cat, or help cover the true cost of a low-cost spay to someone who wants to do the right thing but can't afford the bill. I feel like there's a pun here about stopping kitten season in its fallopian tubes, but I might have to workshop that a bit. If you can't find a spay-a-palooza in your community but you want to make a contribution, let me know. I'll try to find one as close to as possible. Alrighty then, that is the food holidays for the rest of February. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I do have a little bit of joy to share with you. My owls are back. I heard them once last week and then I heard them again this morning and it was, that definitely filled me with joy. Okay, so please continue to rate and share the podcast on your own social media with your dog groomer or your hairstylist, or maybe that's the same person, and people you're trying to impress because nothing impresses new friends like these kinds of podcasts. Am I right? Have a good week, and remember, it's probably time for a new toothbrush. Food takeout boxes are not recyclable. I don't care what lies the industry tells you. And you want the sugar snap peas for pea planting day on March 17th. Don't worry, I'll remind you. See you next week. 